0: Welcome back to Steam Powered Scoundrels, a Malifaux Podcast, Episode 17, Engorge Johnny. Hey there, folks. A bit of a forewarning before you listen here. I royally screwed up on the audio on this one, and so instead of hearing everyone's nice, relatively clear voices coming in through Discord, you get to hear my voice, relatively clear and nice, Victoria's voice, relatively clear and nice, and then the three other people coming in through the speakers on my laptop. Really sorry about that, but you can still understand what everyone is saying, so I just do apologize, and it'll be better next time. Also, uh, my daughter decided to join us uh, for the last one there, and you'll mostly just hear her loudly enjoying her bottle. I don't think it's too much of a problem. Again, thank you for listening, and have a good night. I want to find the man who wrote this. Probably <laughs> dead. Never mind. I, yeah, I was
1: gonna say,
2: but we can go celebrate at his grave. Ed and O'Donnell grave looks fantastic, though.
3: Ed but, O'Donnell is a sore-headed turd, a burnt-off turd. I,
2: I just hope in that exact font that turds is carved into his gravestone.
4: <laughs> if I ever get a Fitzsimmons model, I'm just putting turds on his side. <laughs>
0: yeah And <laughs> hey, welcome back to Steam Powered Scoundrels, everyone. <laughs> oh no! I, I love doing this out of context. It's one of my favorite joys of recording this podcast. It, it wasn't
3: me for once. This is great. Oh, this
0: yeah, yeah. great. So, uh, oh. yeah, this is Steam Powered Scandals. So, um, okay. So this episode of Steam Powered Scandals, uh, the gauntlet was somewhat thrown, kind of, by Craig over at Third Floor Wars. Uh, mentioning, uh, you know, we kind of like to do speculation stuff, and in the specific instance in that, they were asking, uh, "What would a, what would a uh, Rez or Gremlin Master look like?" Right? That was the question, Roman. And it was okay. So um, it's been a while since we've done one of these. So what we decided to do to take it upon ourselves is to go through and you know find every single faction matchup that hadn't been created yet, every single dual faction that doesn't exi- has not existed in the game. So. We are counting both M2E and M3E in this, so, you know, all the changes that happened across both of them will apply. And uh, we had a few extra, and we wanted everyone to do three, so we doubled up, I think, twice on a couple of them. So um, you'll hear two different takes on those things, and hopefully they're not the exact same thing. And then, of course, everyone will, you know, get to throw in their two cents or viciously mock the person for doing a terrible job. It could go either way. It's us.
3: Woo! Vicious mockery! Yay!
0: We could, in fact, do both at the same time,
3: we and we probably will.
0: Rich man here. All right. <laughs> so, uh, <coughs> kind of random order. Just decided to go off of what was on uh, Discord here, but we're going to start with Roman. So, I guess you get to pick uh, what out of your three you want to do first. Well, I've kind of been chopping at the bit for this uh, Bayou Rezers idea for a minute, so I think I'm going to leave off or lead off with that. So. Essentially, one thing I, I've always liked uh, with Malalfo is like, they grab and pull
1: different ideas from different cultures, but also do things that aren't necessarily done often in pop culture already. And the cross-section of Bayou and Rezzers really intrigued me, just from the idea of we already have Karai, she does spirits, as opposed to the more classical zombie things that most other people in the Rezzers do. But there are a lot of spirity, undead options uh, that we haven't covered in the game and Bayou with its kind of Creole Louisiana slash Appalachian. <laughs> voodoo. Uh, exactly. So we're going we're voodoo on this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, specifically, my envisioning of this box is they're a summoner, support master. Uh, the crew box would be called the voodoo that you
2: do. And, oh. uh, <laughs> uh, that's not the format of it anymore, Roman. It would just be Master Core Box. Whatever. Whatever. It's Whatever. more fun
0: to do this. Whatever. Whatever. Um, but yeah, your, your master would be a gremlin uh, lady who essentially there was a voodoo priest that came through
1: the breach from his voodoo spirits telling him go to Malifaux and pass the information. Uh, about voodoo, along so that we can get more uh, people worshiping us and, and doing things for us so we can help them out more. Because voodoo, looking into it a little bit, it's, it's very much a you do things for your spirit so they do things for you kind of directly.
0: Give the music what? from Princess Lagarde.
1: <laughs> exactly. And I'm, I'm You've actually. Got friends on the uh, other uh, side. Exactly. I'm actually envisioning uh, this guy
4: who I've named uh, Baron Delambre, who basically that turns into.
1: Baron of Shadows, so the Shadow Man. So yeah, blatant Disney rip-off there. Come at me, Mouse. Good job. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he would come through, he would spread these ideas, and the, the body would pick it up. They're like, wait, you, you kill chickens for magic? We got really big chickens, that sounds great. So one of them kind of surpasses him, kills him, and raises him so that he works for her. So he becomes the henchman in the box, the master is Kapalata uh, Bernard, uh, and her first name is a, a play on one of the names for voodoo priestesses. Her totem is a, a loa, one of the voodoo spirits, and her minion are Uwangas, uh, which are little spirits that have been housed in totems. And those would be some of the things she can summon and support and go from there.
0: Okay. Um, how does she distinguish herself from Zoraida? Uh, Zarada doesn't summon
1: and I, I'm honestly seeing her more like almost a Karai in, insofar as the way she would summon wouldn't be based off of corpse markers and you would have your usual here's your, your five upgrades uh, at a time but I don't see her using her own wounds as a as a resource. Uh, it would probably be more on the lines of I'm going to grab scheme markers or scrap maybe because she says, saying- making the talismans that they use to, to control the creatures, I would imagine. Again, I didn't really get too far into the mechanics of it. I was looking more at concept. What? But she wouldn't do the, the card manipulation
2: that Zoraida does. She's not about controlling fate. She's about controlling these spirits, um, would be more my thought.
0: Okay, I just let you go there, but I was specifically talking about aesthetics, not gameplay. <laughs>
1: Oh, she, she's a, a, a gremlin and is clearly not
0: a Zoraida. <laughs> well, okay, let me, like, eventually, like, what? I keep saying, like, for one episode, I believe uh, Rat King's of voodoo coins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one where we actually answered this with our own voodoo priestess. Yep. The idea was to actually have it be more about true voodoo aesthetics as opposed to Zoraida, who's a bit of a mixed bag. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of that whole Bobby Aga thing is really bleeding over into her. Um Yeah, I could whoa. definitely see more, more of like the, excuse me, what they're already doing with like the GoPros. Excuse me, GoTro bo <laughs> Yeah, would they be like a cross keyword model? Yeah, I imagine those would become cross keyword. Oh no, another summoners with a, a healing model. At that point, you're almost worried about uh, mechanically stepping on Ulyx's toes. Uh, well, okay, he's he only has one foot. Fair, that's fair. <laughs> still, there's still probably more than one toe on it. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What was it? what was your what was your Baron Samedi's Somby analog again? de uh, Delambre. Uh, okay. Lumber is uh, the shadow. Okay. So He is the shadow man. I, I got two uh, references sandwiched into one of them there. Yeah, well, I, I'm pretty sure Disney cannot have hold rights to that particular. Uh, character, because that's based off of someone else. So, you're good.
1: They would hope. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they, they would try. Fair. Yeah, yeah they, they would, would just buy the thing that it's based off of. Okay. Well, let's move on then, since we got that. Eli, what do you have for us?
4: So, I'm going to go with my Neverborn Explorers idea, which is uh, so, story goes, there's a man named Jonah Keel uh, back on Earth and uh, he starts seeing visions of this winged man with glowing red eyes. And every time he sees this entity, uh, shortly thereafter, something bad happens. Um, and he starts referring to this vision as the Mothman.
5: Uh. So, yeah.
4: hmm. so um, eventually, like he starts seeing bigger and bigger things, and he sees the Mothman actually right before the whole Burning Man incident. And uh, after that happens, he feels very strongly drawn to Marifo so he goes to Malifaux and uh, basically ends up finding the Mothman and starts looking into other different mysterious entities on Malifaux. So he's going to have the uh, cryptid keyword. <laughs> nice. I don't know if you can use the name Jonah Keel because I'm basing it off of uh, John A. Keel, the writer of the uh, Mothman prophecies.
0: Ah. I, I thought he was, for some reason I was thinking of Jonah Hill. <laughs>
2: You know, it's very similar, now that
0: you yeah. mention it. You know, he'll look like Jonah Hill, and he'll be a representative of the Hoffman Prophecies guy, so, you know. We have an actor for the movie. Excellent. That was
4: the plan all along. Good job. So, in his box, you've got uh, Master's Jonah Keel. Uh, his totem is an automatic little camera thing that falls around. It's going to be called the Brownie, because in the year 1900, Kodak released a camera that was about lunchbox size called the Brownie. Cool. I that was adorable. Um, and for his little minions, you're gonna have snipes.
5: <laughs> okay.
4: <laughs> and for a possible enforcer, of course, you gotta have you gotta have the Sasquatch in there somewhere.
0: Well, clearly. So, okay. But did you are you including the Mothman in the box or did I not hear that? Yeah, the, the Mothman is the henchman. Sorry. Okay. That's I'm one extra. What's one extra mile? No, never mind. I was I was miscounting. My bad. Moving on. What do you, do you know how they play? How, like. You um,
4: that far? you know, I wasn't hundred percent sure. I was uh, assuming they would have some kind of um, ability, like blurry visage, but I haven't fully flushed that one out yet because everything I come up with sounds too much like concealment.
0: I mean, but it's gonna it's gonna affect like ranged
4: abilities on them somehow. You know, every time every time someone takes a picture of a cryptid, like it's a fuzzy photograph. So okay.
0: I like it. Ooh, okay, an idea. Like whenever a model. Within line of sight of them, an enemy model takes an interact action. Something about them gets to change.
5: Ooh, yeah, like
0: that. That yeah, that's fitting to cryptids, and that seems like relatively close to what a game play mechanic would work without being stupidly broken. Any other models that would come with, like it, it with the keyword as well? Maybe the Leeds Devil or the Jersey Devil, as it's usually known. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Nice. It's just, it's just, well, pretty much you have an entire race of Jersey Devils in Malifo. True. So it's just, it's just, uh, it's, you know what it is? It's a young Nephilim named Jersey. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, there you go. Oh. uh, no, Nessie? Uh, I I couldn't figure out a way to make that work because of the whole being trapped in the water bit. Just have it the head sticking out of the ground and it travels like a diglet. There you go. <laughs> horrifying. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean it's horrifying if you think about how diglets work, so really it's, it's fitting. Like you're not wrong. Yeah, right. You good? Yeah, that's that's about all I had. Alright, so we'll go to Doug, and Doug is gonna go ahead and also do Neverborn Explorers. That's one of the duplicates we had. I'm just going down my list here. And uh, this has absolutely nothing to do with cryptids, so hooray for us. Not uh, stepping awesome. on each other's toes. That's good. This one is, uh, well, it's definitely going to be, uh, technically it's both a pop culture and a liter- literary reference, but for the three of you that remember this, I had actually just created some characters for a local um, grow league, and they were supposed to be patrons from the um, Uh, Explorer's Guild, so different people that work for Explorer's Guild. And so I had this one Arctic explorer named Rosalind, who is, uh, you know, an Arctic explorer and then something bad happened and she decided to go to uh, Malifaux instead. And so I realized that uh, after spitballing this character for a bit, I was kind of describing, or at least closely associating it with another story that involves um, something bad happening in the Antarctic. And so... Yeah, you guys will... I think you guys will realize what it is when you, when I get to the minions. So let me go through the characters. Master is uh, Ron, Rosalind Adamson. Adamson? Or... Yeah, I think it's Adamson. Forgot the, the last name I gave this character, who is an Arctic explorer wielding a uh, relic hammer, and she's uh, relatively boisterous, but yeah. uh, has a dark secret that uh, she's hiding from people. Her totem is a man named Danforth, and he is completely insane. Like... Stray Jacket, insane, and he's going to go ahead and he's mostly going to be giving out sort of like the resources crew has. The henchman is uh, named Abdul Al Hazarad, and he is a very mysterious uh, Middle Eastern man carrying a very suspicious-looking book. And he's also, you know, does a lot. In fact, he's he's a he's a henchman summoner in this crew, but it's a very like expensive summoning as opposed to um, other things from. Well, I guess explorers wouldn't have it but you know never born have a few summoners, but this will be slightly different and then the minions um, are going to be fish people called deep ones ooh anyone figured out yet <laughs> victoria figured it out because oh, she's reading oh <laughs> is uh, this oh uh, fuck the our pass what is that really no about? nope okay this is my okay. homage to hp lovecraft
4: I got that. I just I thought you were. I thought you were mixing it with another Arctic explorer weird
0: thing that happened. Uh, Rosalind was initially kind of play off of um, um, Roald Amundsen. It's 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 Norwegian, so I apologize for that utter butchery of his name. But he's a famous Arctic explorer. So there's the mix. Okay. Anyways, moving <laughs> moving on. Um, okay. This will definitely be a um, you know. Lovecraftian horrors keyword, but instead of going with their own keyword, what I'm going to do is also mash them up with the Half-Blood keyword. So these are all going to be um, people that are humans that are somehow mixed with uh, Denizens of Malifaux, eventually getting into the backstory of Rosalind, where she discovered um, basically a civilization of human Nephilim hybrids living in Antarctica, and going so far as to you know find out that hey, Earth actually has or had its own version of the tyrants, <clears> or <throat> no, not? And so she's trying to you know prevent that from happening because you know. History, they probably wiped out all of whatever civilization existed on Earth before the humans came around. So she's trying to stop that, and her henchman is uh, actually trying to make it happen. She just doesn't know, th- know that. So, ooh, uh, drama. But, yeah, we we'll pick up the haploid keyword so that our sniper and our Maurice, uh, the blood wretches, have a place to go home. I nice. Love it. Yay. He's fantastic. Yay, Doug. Here all it. right, Victoria. Yay, hey, Doug.
3: Yay! Um, I uh, guess. Any
0: questions? I
3: guess. What do you think
0: in playstyle was? Uh, yeah, I forgot to say that. Um, these are going to be. This is going to be a token keyword. So uh, I know retroactively change the blood ratches to fit into this, but these are going to be madness tokens, and there will be a, an array of things you can do with them. But I think like the main mechanic is that you'll remove them from your opponents to increase target numbers, which is something we haven't seen yet.
1: I like that. It, it almost pulls over some ideas of how the other side tokens work.
0: Yeah, and a little bit from um, Through the Breach. There's a couple things that increase target numbers. So, like, nice. I have this Obey, and it's a stat 7, and normally I need a 7, but if you remove enough tokens, I could flip a Red Joker, and I still wouldn't make it, because uh, the target number's so freaking high. Okay, Victoria. Well,
3: I'm going to start off with my Rezzers Neverborn, because that's the one I've researched the most. <laughs> Um, so my idea, what?
0: By the way, folks, Victoria is losing her voice, so she's going to try really hard. Uh, That's probably why she sounds a little bit weird.
3: Oh, okay. (laughs) That's a good point. Um, so, with the Rezzers Neverborn, it was kind of interesting to try to figure out how that would work with Undead and the Neverborn keyword without them being Fey. So what I've went with here is a particular species of mushroom that has grown in Malifaux that...
0: Infects.
3: Infects, yeah. I was I was going to say works like a parasite and takes over a host body. Fantastic. And basically makes them kill themselves. Good,
5: <laughs> good, good.
3: It's based on a real-life mushroom that does the same thing to ants. Um, so my master for this um, is named Pasithea. It's the name of one of the graces in Greek mythology, and she is married to Hypnos and is the goddess of hallucinations and hallucinatory drugs. Um, so I figured Gosh. that would work well since a lot of hallucinogens come from mushrooms. Her, her henchman and totem is psilocybe, which is a genus of mushroom that is hallucinogenic. What, what
0: does um, the model look like?
3: What does the model look like? Yeah. I figured it would just be, like, either a person or possibly a mushroom person or a god.
0: Ooh, okay. What um, if... Um, nephilim. What if it was a Nephilim, a mature Nephilim, mm-hmm. that succumbed to the virus from The Last of Us?
3: Which is basically the mushroom thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a big, stompy mushroom man. Yeah. Demon
3: thing. Big stompy demon mushroom man. Yeah. Nice. And then the enforcer I have as Robigus or Robigus one or the other. It's a Roman god of like a wheat blight but it's also a and d character who is the god of rust mushrooms and peace Huh. which is a very strange combination but he's a dude. And then my minions, I have as um, cordyceps, which are, which is the genus of mushroom that creates the zombie ants, and is, I believe, the one that infects in Last of Us, right?
0: I I think, or at least that's what it was based on.
3: It's also the mushroom that is causing the zombie outbreak in the comic Boyfriend of the Dead. If you've ever read it,
0: I don't think any of us read that comic.
3: Go, go read Boyfriend of the Dead.
0: Victoria really says um, so. How do they play?
3: Um, I want to have them be like a really fast-moving suicide bomber type of crew, and I was thinking that when the minions blow up, they can re- release like spores and have it work as a mini obey or like a self harm.
0: Like a like a hazardous marker, or Maybe the spores sure. away. We we have blow up in different ways. Sure,
1: maybe do like upgrades. Or, or give it a token that then your models could
0: use against them. Mm. Yeah, spore tokens. Yeah. Delicious spores. It's <clears throat> uh, t- like but
4: t- bad, t- bad t- upgrades t- on
0: your opponent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're infected. Jackdaw's already in this factory. <laughs> never mind, never mind, never it's mind. It's okay. It's fine, it's fine. Just, like, Have them
3: be, like, specifically hallucinogenic or something like that, where they do...
0: Ooh, or they're they upgrades, but they have both a bad thing and a good thing depending yeah. on whether or not they're friendly to you.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So like you that. you can either yep. buff your own stuff or debuff your your opponent. Oh,
2: that'd be like a weird swing on a in a game where like you could set it up where like when you kill a model with one of those upgrades, it like basically demise, heals like a couple wounds and now it's on your side. Oh Ooh, that's Ooh. cool. That, that would be cool that's, uh, That'd
0: be frustrating, like, I but that'd be just cool Take their model
3: Sure, it would not be fun to play against, but that's not what we're talking oh, about right now
0: no. Yeah, it'd be awful <laughs> <laughs> well, It's not our job To make this balanced It's nope. Weird's job, and also they're probably Not taking these ideas
3: Probably not But
0: they're still listening I guess I have to point that out in every episode now
3: That, that Weird has clearly listened to us in the past
0: Yes <laughs> They know Okay, um, Nate, wait, yeah, Nate, Nate's last. Nate's last. Nate's last. Nate's last.
2: Yeah, it's Nate. Hi, Nate. Um, hi, so my thought is, I'm doing uh, Bayou Explorers, and so oh, no. we've got, so I'm thinking we've got basically another, I don't to say, another group of gremlins who's detached from the Bayou, that are discovered by the Explorer Society. And I'm thinking instead of Bayou Gremlins, they're they're basically jungle gremlins. Um Go so they're on. discovered. Yeah. So I'm thinking we've got explorers from either the Explorer Society and from Abyssinia as well.
0: So we have a more a more African flavor oh, no. to our our traditional traditional gremlins. I'm afraid of what's going to happen. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I like this. It's it's very tasteful. Um, oh, so our, our master is Elder Toko, which is short for Tokoloshi, which is a type of basically an African goblin, like a mischief spirit. Oh, okay.
2: Cool.
0: I was actually expecting <laughs> Tarzan.
2: <laughs> I mean,
0: give it time. Oh, God, no. <laughs> but not quite.
2: Um, so the totem in the box is, uh, is Jane. Uh... But
5: this is
2: specifically specifically more a reference to Jane Goodall. Mm-hmm. Uh,
5: uh,
2: have an explorer society conservationist who's discovered this this small society of of gremlins and is trying to enlighten them, I suppose, or at least make their lives a little easier. Well, uh, the henchman
0: teach them to put on pants.
2: Yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, the henchman is named Shaka, and now uh, he's not a gremlin. This is an Abyssinian explorer who probably years past was first to discover part of a Abyssinian expedition team that was first to discover this culture. Um, the rest of the team died and he settled in with this, this pack of gremlins and has basically taught them combat. So he's like a traditional, well semi-traditional cause he's in worn down, but still higher tech Abyssinian gear. And then the minions in the box are gorillas,
0: not, not like actual ape gorillas, but oh. like gorilla warriors that are also so, actual gorillas.
2: Yeah, not not actual gorillas. That it's comes not,
0: later. No, I was making a joke.
2: We get just multiple kojos. Uh, <laughs>
0: sorry, go on. So, I thought for gameplay is
2: you. Uh, we're going to borrow pit traps from Mautucket, and it's it's a summoning crew. So, whenever enemy models are affected by pit traps, you can summon the minions as a, like an ambush attack. Oh. I like that. So it'd be kind of a, like a dreamer summon where you summon the minions and buried, and then you have like probably lots of pulls and pushes in the crew to lure people through pit traps, and then out comes the guerrilla warriors. And that's that crew. Okay.
0: <laughs> Long pause. Okay, so uh, this, this this Shaka character has nothing to do with Shaka Zulu, does he?
2: Actually, that's kind of where I drew the name.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. I just like want to be the guy that knows the, the reference. To yeah, that guy, smart he, boy. He shot Godzilla with like a power sword. Because Abyssinia, which sounds awesome. It sounds really awesome, actually. So what is broken
2: down but still working
0: power armor? Jeez, <laughs> oh god, just definitely it. a beater henchman. <laughs> <laughs> basically, like 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 the first Iron Man armor, basically. Basically. <laughs> Yay! I don't want to play this now. Crap. Mm-hmm. What does uh, what does the, the uh, your master look like? How does he distinguish himself from the regular gorillas? I mean, he's probably got like I'm imagining like a mask,
2: like a really intimidating mask. Is like the main feature, and then I don't know. There's plenty of ways to go with it.
0: Size four. Oh god, <laughs> a big boy. No, they're all like size two. gremlins. It's really un- it's really dis- unsettling. <laughs>
2: I think it's a little bigger in the in the uh, rainforest. Thinking <laughs> about it, I could see him being like a Lenny sized gremlin, like a uh, or at least like a Olaf sized gremlin, like a size two beefy boy.
0: Big, big 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 boy. It's a big boy. Big big boy. And uh, yeah, all, and the gorillas also also size two. All of them are size two and they come in smaller pieces than regular gremlins.
1: Yes. Each foot is two pieces.
0: Individual toes. Ugh. <laughs> uh, Oh, I, <laughs> ah, I love this. I love this podcast. It's so great. I get to make fun of people and they can't make fun of me back because it's my podcast and I want to invite it back on again. Um, hey, we're back around <laughs> to Roman, who's got a second one for us. I do. And
1: for our, our second time around, we'll be going with my Arcanist Outcast idea. Boy was this uh, Arcanist. I was thinking about it. We know from the other side and a few other places that the Arcanists do but a lot of their smuggling goes towards getting the King's Empire soul stones so they can throw off the guild yoke, as it were. But I'm thinking the more the more I think about it, not everything they do can can have London pay them for it. Like they have operating costs, they have things that you can't just smuggle everything through the breach. You gotta have something to move money around and move Stolen goods around on Malifo's side of things, so they need a fence. So, this, this crew is the Arcanist fence, or rather, the fence in the Outcast who works with the Arcanists. Nice. Uh, and the, the backstory is the master in this was sent to Malafo as the fall guy for his organized crime family back home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice and he quickly found his niche in being the guy who would get what you needed or get a job done no questions. So we're we're combining a few different again pop culture and or historical references here. The core
5: box is going to be called an offer you can't refuse. Ah. Uh, the master is going to be Alfie Capone. <laughs> <laughs> ah.
1: <laughs> ah. Uh, Our totems, we're actually going to have a a max two minion totem called Lookouts. The henchman is going to be Shelby Solomons, uh, who she's going to be the muscle to uh, Alfie's brains. And the minions are going to be blinders. They're going to be your kind of catch-all thugs, but a little bit higher class than that. Mm. Uh, And my overall idea of this is they're going to be a, a denial offensive debuff control crew but we're going to do it a little differently than how we've seen it done before my basic idea is alfie as one of his central mechanics is going to have the ability to change things about his friendly minions Uh, specifically he's going to be able to say hey you guys put out an aura this turn of for instance stuff like chatty like, suddenly everybody has a, a chatty aura, because it's his boys controlling the streets going, no, 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 you, you haven't paid your uh, your dues this week, you can't do that. So it's going to be something like chatty, except they're all going to have their, their keyword ability saying, if you do the thing that their aura this turn says you can't do without paying the cost, all of our guys get some kind of buff. I don't know if it would be they all get a free focus, or they heal one, kind of like Dreamer whenever you're uh, failing willpower duels around him, or maybe they get a token that they can then use to uh, more specifically the minions can use as like a suit, something like that. So it's a similar riff on a few other things but that I think bringing it from that aura that the boss changes every time
0: to suit what you need, I think would be a really cool denial ability while you're doing everything else. Cool. So, like the moth thing, but more as an entire mechanic instead of uh, just a partial buff. Yeah, and I like that would be the the big central thing he does. He of course would have other stuff on his card. As far as
1: a master goes, you kind of have to. Mm. And I, I think other than that, it would be. I think he would be able to to summon back his totems. Like you, you got your lookouts. They're essentially going to be your run forward and put out these annoying auras. But, oh no, they died. Well, I got a hundred more boys. I'm going to keep bringing in more lookouts from the streets. That kind of a thing. I don't think he'd be a full summoner, though,
0: uh, for like his, his stronger minions and whatnot, but it'd be those two he could keep bringing back. Yeah. For free. Every turn. Kind of like Kaloti, because he's balanced. Yeah, of course. And, uh, you know, and the, <laughs> we play on the, the theme... The other uh, references and the models I'm really envisioning very much uh, Peaky Blinders. Ooh, ooh yeah! <laughs> oh, I'm excited! I'm 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 excited for this crew box that doesn't exist. Yeah, now I'm I, sad. My
1: thought with this is I, I wanted a an outcast crew that wouldn't need to be like their specialty damage based. Like they'll do a little damage, but that's really not what they're here for.
0: And they're less annoying than Zip. <laughs> That's not a hard bar to beat. Okay. Um, that it? That's it. Alright, yeah. Eli. Alright, so,
4: uh, my next one's gonna be the Neverborn Outcast one, and, uh, so, the master master one for, the master for this one, see, just kind of obvious to me, you've already got Barbaros, so, uh, the story for me is, you know, his backstory up to this point. Um, and he's back in the uh, back in the uh, pit fighting
0: scene. Oh, you're upgrading him to master sets. Is that what you're doing?
4: Yes. Okay. Yes. Basically, him and a few others decide that they want to run the pit fighting scene. Like, they don't want to be, they don't want to just be like the people in the bottom. They want to be in control of it. So him and a few others take over. And while he's in this position of power, he starts thinking, you know, maybe I can use this. To sort of get something going to uh, oppose Nekama. so he actually goes back to her and is acting like he's like, "Hey, I was wrong. You're the rightful queen. Blah blah blah. Let me help. I can help train some of our soldiers to learn how to fight better." And while he's actually using this to help sort of sort of build
0: an army against her of uh, uh, pit fighters. Yeah, is he gonna pick up? Is he gonna pick up Bishop again? Are they gonna be besties? I mean, always.
2: I mean, yeah, why not? <laughs> Yay! So, so his keyword's going
4: to be arena. Um, his, uh, his henchman is going to be named uh, Crixus. He's going to be a human. He's based off of a, uh, a famous um, gladiator who actually helped um, in some sort of revolution, a failed revolution, uh, but we'll ignore history for a second, but where they basically, you know, a bunch of gladiators rose up against their, their oppressors. The minions in this will be prize fighters. They're going to be basically Nephilim, but, you know, not with Nephilim keyword. Um, and they're going to be uh, more trained fighters. And his totems, uh, he's going to have three of them. So the uh, the term that was used to describe a new fighter in an arena, someone who has an experience, was a Tyro. So his totems are the tyro tots.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going to allow that. I'm the one who makes the puns.
4: It's not a pun, it's a title.
0: <laughs> so it's a little it's not- with gladiator gear on it.
4: Yeah, they got like training weapons and stuff like that. They're they're gonna be adorable. It's not a pun, it's a title by panic at the
2: disco. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clearly it can't be a pun. You,
0: you just got these little baby nephilim. They're just better at punching than the actual hell, mm-hmm. Roman Heckenberg. <laughs> so we got You're this the like podcast forever. This Roman gladiatorial aesthetic. I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. Um, how do they play? So um, a
4: lot of them obviously are going to have the uh, the cage fighter ability. I'm thinking Barbaros is going to be very similar to what he is already. But with a, li- a little more, um, like buffing things around him, because he's now in charge instead of just being a pit fighter. So he's going to have ways of like leading people, leading around his crew or buffing them or whatever. Especially the Tots, they're going to have ways to work really well with him. It's going to be it's going to be a pretty melee based group, but I haven't mm-hmm. really figured out much more beyond that. Okay. Uh, Crixus needs to have evasive because a lot of them are going to have black blood.
0: Yeah, that'd, that'd be good.
3: So, um, so clearly. Council. Obviously, one of their abilities has to be I'm Spartacus.
2: Yes,
0: yes. What does it do? I
3: don't know. I don't care, but it needs to be there.
0: Maybe, okay. okay it lets yeah. you take damage. It's basically like take the hit, but you don't have to move. Yeah. Okay.
5: Mm.
0: Huh. I like
4: that. So it's kind another, of- uh, another model I was considering for this group, Carpopho- uh, Car- Carpophorus. <laughs> Which is also a name of a, a famous Roman gladiator. Uh, he was famous for fighting beasts and the like. So uh, I was thinking a, um, a a arena savage model. who will have a gigant who fights in the arena. Ooh, ooh, I uh, like that. Uh, he could come with like uh, their own box that has like beast minions or whatever for
0: the arena keyword. Marcus is going to be kind of mad about that. That's fine. Or he's supplying it. I don't know. I don't know what that guy does.
3: Who, who even knows anymore?
0: Yeah. And he's hanging out with the Neverborn, so maybe he's like, fine, I guess. I'll, uh, I don't know. I'll make this Galapagos Taurus spit fire. There you go. <laughs> what? <Okay. laughs> yeah, basically. Okay. I don't, okay, so is he, like, is he starting his own, like, arena pit fighting business? Or is he go- going back and, like, taking over the pits that he... I guess, started well, in?
4: I guess taking over those pits, because the, in the fluff, he's back there. So, he's decided, you know what, I'm back, but I don't have to take this anymore. I know I don't have to, so I'm just going to do my own thing.
0: Okay. If I recall correctly, those are located under ringside, so he would basically be owning both of those? I don't think anyone knows what I'm talking about. I, I believe the pits are located under ringside, which is in the middle of the eastern slums. So... That's- He's going to be hobnobbing with humans that have to put up with him. I guess. What I'm trying to get around to is the idea that now he's rich and he gets to wear a suit, and I want to see Barbaros in a suit.
2: You just want to see every master in a
0: suit. Is is that a problem? Is that a bad thing? No, just pointing out a theme. Yeah, it's because suits make you look awesome. Like whenever
4: you see like an arena and you've got like the
0: the emperor
4: standing up there draped in fancy robes. Like, that's his deal now.
0: He's being fed grapes? I feel like whenever we get All Masters in a suit as as their alternate sculpt, that their lapel should have a a suit, a card suit of whatever suit they want the most. A suit suit. Yeah. That's... uh, Ow. My brain.
2: It'd be a suit suit
0: riot. Okay, let's move move on. We're moving on. We're moving on. Hey. We're up to Doug um I let's let's you know let's save the, the most well-thought-out one for last i think um we're gonna go with another literal literary reference and this one is going to be journey to the center of the earth because i'm doing arcanist explorers
5: yay yeah!
0: the master is going to be professor brock lidon lidon mm. I, just, I just mangled the name of the original character from the book uh, his totem obviously has to be his nephew axel His henchman is going to be Anita the Guide. Uh, Turns out both the guide from the original book and the movie adaptation from 2008 are Hans and Hannah. So I can't use those names, damn it. So we're going with the first name of the actress that played her. (laughs) Because, hey, why why don't we have another female model? That's that's great. So they're going to kind of be the explorer aesthetic that we haven't quite got yet. Might as well have one of those. You know, someone with suspenders holding a torch and like has a saber or something. That that classic sort of look to them, right? Um, So we need some minions and we need to sort of drag them into the Arcanists here. So obviously Professor thinks that there's some sort of goodies underneath the the surface of Malfo. so he wants to go down there and see what's what. And, you know, the Arcanists probably have an interest in this because he might find something cool and if anyone knows anything about digging holes, it's the Arcanists. So they're going to loan him some uh, surveyors as the minions, and these are basically going to operate like avatar earthbenders. So we're gonna we're gonna have a guy creating terrain and creating different kinds of terrain. I think uh, like you have to pay some kind of card cost, and if it's a low card, then it's just severe terrain. And if it's like a mid card, hazardous, and then a high card would be blocking. They all be fifty millimeters. So like fifty millimeter blocking terrain would be pretty crazy. I think. But, um, yeah, I think we need sort of, like, more intelligent miners. Um, sort of like a mid-level mining career that would fit well with the MNSU. And then I could maybe make them MNSU. And then I'd have cool models for Tony to play with. <laughs> yep. <Yeah.
5: clears
0: throat> but, yes, I would eventually hope to um, include a, a box later on. I actually don't really have a name for this keyword. I just realized that. Crap. Anyways, um... Delver. Delver. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, Definitely. that's pretty cool. Delver. I was trying to remember if there was
1: a name of the name of the drilling ship or not.
0: It's been too long. But as a supplemental box to this, we would finally get our dinosaur riders.
2: Yay! Because we Yay. need those.
0: We need people riding dinosaurs in Malifaux. Of course. And,
2: dinosaurs.
0: What? Oh. Dinosaurs. I mean, that would... That would, that would be perfect right mm-hmm. and you know they could be worse than uh rooster raider so people would have something new to complain about could they though is there anything worse uh according to the internet it's shinlong
2: <laughs> no that's fair
0: <laughs>
2: so these
1: so these dinosaurs that they're writing need to be ninjas is that's what i'm hearing
0: um, they need to be really, really fast and have a good melee attack, and then also irreducible and have like a fourteen-inch, a sixteen-inch gun yeah, of some kind, and um, and uh, hard to wound and hard to kill and armor three and um, obeys because they're being because yeah. they're being read read by grem- gremlins, of course.
2: Yeah, of course.
0: Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Maybe oh, yeah, we leave it. You know, I'd, You know, we're cutting this out. Okay. (laughs) So, um, the Delver keyword, their gameplay is going to be um, lots of Mm movement. But whereas, like, that was kind of Marcus's thing in the Arcanist, this is going to be more risk-reward. So I figured there'd be rules in there kind of like the um, Groot Slang's lair. But perhaps they have to, like, bury and then pop up next to these markers. And they're destructible markers. So if uh, you don't place them right, then a person could get trapped... Forever in the mines and die. So high risk, high reward. Basically teleporting because uh, that'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be weird. will balance it because they're definitely taking this idea. So
2: question for sure. Why would you play this keyword when you could just play Soulstone Miners?
0: Uh, because they have the keyword. They're gonna lose Trixie because Mataga doesn't need no. them.
2: No, they just lose Versatile and gain this keyword.
0: I uh, mean, uh, okay. no. If you know the anything, they gotta lose Machina. You, you know what? Actually, they're they not going to... Is that the go- keyword? The-
2: yeah. Ramos
0: comes Ugh. Off. Yes, Ramos is disgusting. I have played him once, and I agree. But I have a better idea. Instead of Soulstone Miners, the regular Soulstone Miners, as a part of this crew, it's going to be the butts of the Soulstone Miners. We finally get to see what they look like. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wait, this goes back to the Diglett thing.
0: Yes, Exactly.
2: We get, like, an upside-down diglet, base. Because
0: I honestly have no that's idea really, how those things really work. That's
2: really the theme of this, uh, of this show, Underground Butts.
0: <clears throat> mm. uh, hey, we've, we've got a title for the podcast episode, right? Yeah, we do. <laughs> Yay. That sounds like a
2: Roman title.
0: Yeah, that's, that's all I had. I just really wanted a Jules Verne reference.
2: A follow-up. Do we get Earthgammon and, like, our Stone Gold? Yeah, why not? While we're, while we're putting in cross-keyword models.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Earth Gamin and um, yeah, stone, stone Golem. But how would they be different? Like the one problem is, how do they not like step on the toes of Metal Golem? I mean, they golem wouldn't golem? like do the whole scrap
2: magnetism thing. They'd be more about whatever these Earth powers you got going on is. Oh yeah, yeah, they'd make
0: those instead. And then, ooh, would be really fun. And this goes way back to that like original idea of um, a mining boss where like. Start of the game, you get to either, like, remove or move a piece of terrain on the map. Spicy. Yeah, just just a rule on, on the Master's card. Like, start of the game, you get to fiddle with the, the maps a little bit. Because you've got Earthbenders and Explosives.
2: Oh, oh, God. Really it's, it's like boss's keyword ability, where like you get to do that for each model with the keyword. So oh, like,
0: oh, yeah, well, just, well, you well, just well, wall in your opponent, and they're in their deployment's on; you they can't, can't leave. <laughs>
2: recreate the table, and you're doing it after deployment. This would be a nightmare on tournaments
0: yes but it'd be so beautiful or like make it a little bit more balanced and be like you can't move it around but you're allowed to just pick up one end of the table and let things slide as they may (laughs) (laughs) let
2: slide (laughs) I mean you could give it a range like a couple inches
5: something just
0: dump all of your opponents' models on the floor whoops (laughs) well it's off the map it's off the game oh no too bad, I took take prisoner. Shit. <laughs> Big hoof. Okay, <laughs> Victoria.
3: Okay. So keeping with my uh Rezzers theme. I did Rezzers Arcanists. And gotcha. uh, Yeah, I know, right? It's shocking. So what I what I chose to do is we don't actually have like a mining boss. So my guy
0: I should have segued into you. It's
3: fine. My guy is a mining boss who has decided that, hey, you know what would be a lot cheaper than uh, hiring people to mine? Zombies.
1: Mm, yeah, no, uh, no workers cop there.
3: Yeah, and you don't have to pay him. But I figured he could just bring crooked men into his keyword as minions, and yeah. then they have, like, a nice home where they belong.
0: And then they go into Arcanist and hang around other miners.
3: <laughs> exactly. Be best friends. Best
1: friend. One big picky family.
3: <laughs> so basically, I picked a couple of mining disasters and grabbed names out of them for my people. So my master is Elliot Whitney, and technically, not really his fault that he's on here. But if anybody follows Silent Hell, hey, what.
0: what meatball sliders?
3: What about meatball sliders?
2: I have no idea my old sliders talking at me. <laughs> I'm sorry about all of my technical difficulties. <laughs> Alexa, make a fart noise.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so my master is Elliot Whitney. He's named after the guy who built the strip mine that is the origin of the fire under Centralia, Pennsylvania. <laughs>
2: Is that like the fire that's like and still the glowing? yes yes yep and oh. the inspiration for Silent Hill? Oh, uh, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. I love it.
3: But but I figure there was some big old disaster in his past dealing with mines where he likes having dead people down there instead of living that living people and also the not paying them thing.
0: Um, I suggested that he himself be dead.
3: Yeah, but uh, okay. I don't want to comb through mining disasters and the list of the deceased. You know how Make sad still, that is?
0: I mean, technically, he's, he's dead now.
3: He is dead now.
0: He died a long time ago, so that's. I mean, the, the, the strip mine was
3: the strip mine was dug in 1938, though, so
0: Okay, your, your, your thing. Keep going.
3: His henchman totem is Mallory. Just Mallory. The, um, if you've heard about the bloody pit at all, this is the guy who was sent down to try to find survivors after the explosion at the top of one of the um, vent towers.
0: They might want to explain what the bloody pit is.
3: They were drilling a tunnel through a mountainside for a railway. Railway. Railroad. I I don't remember. Maine? Let me let me find
0: it. Maine has mountains. Yeah, upper, upper end of Appalachians, I think. So, you know... Mountains quotation marks. The Hoosick Tunnel.
2: whenever she said Mallory, I immediately went to Mount Mallory Archer.
3: Likewise. Oh, not Maine, Massachusetts.
0: Ah, oh, even worse.
3: But this is the Hoosick Tunnel. Um, it passes through the Hoosick Range, an extension of Vermont's Green Mountains. And like the that's biggest
2: like, sorry? So Kremlin say when someone gets sick. Husick.
3: <laughs> but the the Digging of this tunnel had several disasters. Um, The biggest one, though, was central shaft accident.
5: Uh
3: Um, (laughs) Yeah, go ahead, Giggle. (laughs) Uh, So a tunnel, uh, a candle in the hoist building ignited some gas fumes, which caused an explosion. Uh four people at the top escaped, but it killed thirteen as they um were further down in the ex- exhaust vent pipe thing. Uh they had a bunch of drill bits and steel and wood dropped on them, and then the tunnel started filling with water. Uh Whoa. then yeah. The next so day I guess we
2: could throw uh drowned in the crew as well. We Ooh. could.
3: I could also take drowned. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. The, the next day, this Mallory person was lowered into the shaft, but he couldn't find any survivors and was had to and had to be pulled up.
0: You said shaft. I did
3: sorry. say shaft. It's oh, mining! <laughs> it's mining! I'm going to say the word shaft a lot! Can you dig it?
0: <laughs> ah, it's probably the one and a half strong bows in me.
3: <clears throat> anyway, he had to be pulled back oh. out because uh, the fumes... Kind of got to him.
0: Oh, okay. No, I have a great, I have a great model idea for this. But oh, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, okay, you know, yeah. Okay, so it'll be a dude, <laughs> just some guy named Mallory, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. But here's like the really cool part. It's going to, he's going to be carrying a cage with a canary in it. That's going to be like thirty pieces.
3: Oh, <laughs> is <laughs> the canary <laughs> dead. No, it'll be.
0: Oh. Uh,
2: <laughs> Perfect. Every bar is a separate piece.
0: <laughs> I can make these jokes. I love I love assembling weird stuff.
3: And then and then my other henchman or enforcer is Large John, which I'm going to let Doug explain because he suggested this, but I don't
0: <laughs> I don't follow. So there now there there is a particular song called Big John. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is about uh, um, you know a person named John who is rather. Engorged. <laughs> oh, aren't you glad at least I didn't make his name engorged, John? <laughs> yes,
3: We're not making it engorged. And he John.
0: basically he's 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 a miner, and he basically saves a bunch of people from a mine collapse, but dies in the process. So I think it'd be like a big, strong, buff mining dude who's on debt, named Large John, because we already have Big Jake. We can't have Big John, so Large <laughs> it has John. To be large us. John. <laughs>
2: large John. You could have uh, grandiose Jonathan. <laughs>
0: Gorgeous um, Johnny, to <laughs> <Cork's> Johnny, <laughs> no grande one,
2: <laughs> one John,
3: <laughs> uh. and I figure like. Other other minions, we can get some ghosty goose also because the um, Housik Tunnel is supposedly extremely haunted due to the many 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 tragedies that happened during the digging of this tunnel.
0: Is it like a train tunnel or a car tunnel? It's a, it's a train tunnel.
3: Okay. It's still it's still an active railroad line too. Cool.
0: Yeah, that tracks. No, that would be that would be utterly <laughs> ridiculous. Have a ghost train as an enforcer? Oh, ghost train. I wouldn't say where, but they actually do have a stat block for a ghost train in through the breach. Nice. They do. It's awesome. Can you can you suplex? Everyone asks can that you question? suplex the ghost. Yes, train. you can. <laughs> you can, in fact,
5: Excellent.
3: suplex the ghost suplex. train.
2: That, the only true solution. Mm-hmm. So you're pulling into the station at Suplex City. <laughs> Like, I know next to nothing about Final Fantasy, but I know about suplexing the train, and that's really the only important thing to me.
0: <laughs> like the problem is the problem apparently is like it did so much damage. It was the thing you were supposed to do, I guess. The suplex. The, tra- the train, train is weak to being suplexed. The
1: compass training station is suplex city bitch. <laughs> the
3: train is weak to suplex.
4: <sighs> okay. You know, I don't think they were built for it, so
3: I mean, they certainly don't expect you to suplex a train. That's for sure.
2: It's a typical Pokemon matchup. Fighting is strong against steel.
0: (laughs) Wait, is it? Yes. Oh, okay. That is a fact. I know. I can, you know, punch metal objects to death. Certainly. Birds, however. Fuck that.
3: Have you ever tried to punch a bird?
0: Very difficult. Moving on. Hey, Nate.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, shit. It's me. Yeah, it is you. Alright, so we're gonna keep on this um I don't know where I was going with that. Shit train. Shit train, yeah. Um well we are talking about constructs, because I'm doing the uh, Outcast Explorers and Outcast has, you know, recently gained zip as a master. Yeah. And we have a we have a Zeppelin flying around. But you know, as explorers there's a lot of ground to cover and a Zeppelin's just not gonna cover it. Oh, no. So we need some uh, some pioneers of aero engineering. Oh no! So I bring to you Oliver and Winston Wrong, the Wrong brothers. <laughs> Excellent. Oh no! And so, in, in Outcast fashion, we're going to copy the Victorias. We don't have a totem. You have you have two masters. You have Oliver and Winston. <laughs> um, and I haven't really decided what they do, but they definitely invent planes. That's that's the key
0: here. You want to you tell everyone what the reference is for our Gen Zers yeah, out there?
2: Yeah, so we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're referencing Orville and Wilbur Wright, the uh, pioneers of, of flight the creators of the first airplane, as it were.
0: Fixed-wing aircraft.
2: Fixed-wing aircraft. There we go. Very technical term.
0: I don't know why um, I know that technical term.
2: So, yeah, so they're a, they're a dual master situation where they, they come together as a pair. I feel like they could each have different mechanics. I think that'd be pretty interesting. Um, so their henchman is is called the Thunderbird and it's basically a peacekeeper on wings.
0: Oh god a, no. Just an absolute oh. an absolute nightmare of an aircraft. Oh.
2: That's
0: going, to, <laughs> going to fly
2: in and and ruin everyone's day. This is this is their this is their grand invention. And the minions are ornithopters, so like early-style flying machines, uh, unmanned, so they're like drone constructs. So my general thought with this crew is it's it's almost like the Zip crew and the Hoffman crew had a child, and that child is a highly mobile construct crew.
0: A horrific monstrosity of a deformed, no-one-loves-orphaned child between these two. Yeah.
2: Okay, So it's a very mobile crew, but it kind of tends to like, <laughs> stay together in this, this bubble.
0: You just uh, told me to you shut got, up.
2: Where you've got the wrong brothers buffing their, their construct flyers, as it were.
1: I feel like one of them's going to
2: like, do a, a buff in a certain
1: way, and the other one's going to do an entirely different style. Maybe one does healing, one does buffing.
2: Or one yeah. does buffing friendlies, and the other does debuffing enemies, maybe? Yeah, or one's, one could be like a almost like an obey stick for his, his constructs oh, and the other one's a buff stick. Uh-huh. So they each kind of have their separate role. Lots of talk about sticks. Yeah. <laughs> or how you go on with the shafts. Yes. You need a lot of sticks to build these these olden style planes. So there's still a little bit of wood. It's like a spruce goose situation.
0: Fair. And that's pretty short
2: on that one like that's that's the general concept i feel like it fits in explorers because you've got the need to explore obviously and then outcasts like they're avoiding probably guild um patent office basically
0: <laughs> and sure.
2: also taking a little inspiration from zip and his uh stolen technology
0: pretty sure you're not allowed to fly without some sort of guild say so
2: exactly they're uh, but who's rude. gonna bring it down Rogue flyers.
3: No one's going to bring me down.
2: Rogue airlines. I mean, they get knocked down, but they get up again. And no one's going to keep them down.
0: For you China Gen Zers, that's a Chumbawamba reference.
3: Are they perhaps <laughs> defying gravity?
0: <sighs> so I don't. I don't know why. I think it's just because I'm com- It's coming from you, but I'm seeing these as gremlins again. They are not. These are these are actual normal human people.
2: What? Now, like in, in my twisted imagination, the Wright brothers are styled after the Mario brothers. So you got a short, <laughs> one, uh, tall, skinny one. And they both have like the the Mario glorious <laughs> glorious mustaches. Oh yes,
3: the Mario brothers or the Wario brothers.
2: Oh yeah! Oh no!
3: Oh no! Because I want oh, Waluigi.
2: <laughs> What's just a shorter, compressed Waluigi?
3: Dang. <laughs> I'm
1: and I'm understanding it. My brain is still painting them green.
0: <laughs> I would. I would absolutely love to see a gremlin with like the biggest villain mustache possible. Yes, Rin really should have had a mustache. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. What I want to see. Actually, now that I think about it, I want to see the gremlin version of the. Um, oh crap! Midnight Stalker.
2: <gasps> oh. Yeah.
0: Right. <clears throat> To
3: the biggest bushiest mustache.
0: Yes, and he's twirling yes. it with his cape.
3: Fantastically waxed.
2: That's the thing is, like, gremlins have problems with facial hair. Like, only the really, really cool ones grow facial hair.
0: <laughs> well, maybe yeah, he, the rest
2: of them burn it
0: off. He like uh, he he studied under for under Colette for like a month and figured out how spirit gum works, and now he can't remove it.
2: <laughs> that's Wong.
0: No, Wong, Wong can't. Wang can't keep his on. Midnight Stalker, um, Twilight Creeper, uh, put it put his on, and he has been unable to get it off ever since. Keeps getting in his soup, <laughs> <laughs> which is his favorite food. But now he can't eat it because it keeps getting in his mustache, which is really it's gross.
2: A, it's a bowl of moonshine. <laughs> That's all, Gremlin soup. Water. No, with, with some some uh,
0: alphabet cereal in it. You just leave it out, oh. and it collects about a pound of bugs after five minutes sitting out in the bayou. Gross. You know, Doug, I don't appreciate this. You're really pigeonholing me into the whole bayou thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't appreciate this very
2: much. Yes, you do. Yeah, I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, I I, so I I derailed that slightly. So let's get back to it. So we have the wrong brothers. They're you know, being flying butts. Ornithopters? That's that's gonna be fun to that's assemble. That's a word. Yeah,
2: no, they're gonna be they're gonna be nightmare like nightmares to assemble, like nightmare crew box level of difficulty. Joy. Just spindly bits everywhere.
3: Each individual wing is seventeen pieces.
2: Move. I just had a thought. So my original concept for the crew, and I think this actually works as an enforcer model, I was gonna do some play on Amelia. Ooh. Ooh! I think that could be the crew enforcer.
0: But then you, you lost that idea, and you couldn't find it in the Pacific. Yeah, exactly. It got so, lost in the Bermuda Triangle.
3: Fun thing that I learned: apparently, they got like a bunch of uh, radio messages. After Amelia Earhart disappeared, but they assumed they were all hoaxes and didn't check any of them out. So she could have possibly lived hey for guys. several months. Still here. <laughs> Waiting for the pickup. <laughs> Please help me. I
2: heard about that too. A coworker of mine was actually like watching a video about that at work. That sounds horrifying. Thanks. So that's, yeah. <laughs> that's a nice bright end to my uh, brother, brother, brother's take. All right, let's move on.
0: I like how we're, we're incre- getting increasingly more ridiculous and ridiculous assembly instructions on these crew boxes. <clears throat> it's a meme at this point. Yeah. At some point, you're going to have to build the skeleton and then put the fleshy bits <laughs> on all around it. I mean, the, the Von Stuck box
2: was pretty pretty easy to assemble.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, no, I'm thinking, did I click like, that? There we go. they're going to come out oh, with this box. They're, we're just going to come out with this Nightmare Crew box, and everyone's going to be like, oh my god, that's going to be impossible to assemble. And they're going to be, like, single-piece, pre-assembled models in the box, and everyone's going to be disappointed. <laughs>
2: or, again, or the other way, where they're actually, they look really easy to assemble, and, like, what you said, you have to actually, like, assemble the skeleton. Wrap over like a plastic skin that has to dry
0: for twenty four hours. You actually have to make it out of flesh. <laughs> yeah, you have to harvest it. No, they yeah. send you the bag of flesh.
2: All right, Sherlock. <laughs> you do have to shed a little bit of blood.
0: It's fine. How well, also are they going to move on their own? <laughs> Is this instruction <laughs> manual wrapped in you human wanted. skin? <laughs> hey, hey, Roman. We're on to the last and final... Fi- the, the last and final round. The one. last and final. <laughs> Technically, I'm not wrong. The last and final round. Uh, what you Ar- got for your, for your third one? I'm going to guess it's Arcanist dual faction.
1: It is. It yep. is. Uh, it is
0: Arcanist Bayou.
1: Oh. Oh, boy. Yeah.
0: Nate's going to be sad he misses this.
1: I know. I, 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 need to, I need to actually hang on until he gets back. I need okay. to hear this. Well,
3: wouldn't, wouldn't Arcanist Bayou just be Wong?
1: Which is what I've been arguing for the longest time, but I, I expanded my thought process for this
0: one. I like to think that Wong and the Arcanist just happen to have never crossed paths. <laughs> just <laughs> coincidentally? Yeah. They've never met? Yeah, like, I, I can
1: totally see Wong, like, leaving, like, the the equivalent of a Malifaux coffee shop, and just as, like, Arcanist, uh
0: contractors. They put, put they down their newspaper they're
1: and they're like, oh yeah, we're looking for somebody short and magical. <laughs> we really need him for this one job. <laughs> He's
0: got this bag he talks to. <laughs> yep. Actually, I'm pretty sure that's true. I'm pretty
1: sure Wong has like never crossed paths with the Arcanist. Curses. Boiled again. Mm-hmm. So, so, Nate, are you
2: back or are you peeing and uh, talking to
1: us? the took a laptop no, in back. the bathroom.
0: that okay.
2: would be, be really weird, because I'd be peeing on the couch if I were. Mm, mm.
0: I mean, we're really to. trying
4: to break one that.
0: How long it took us to housebreak Nate? <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go get the spray bottle and spray myself. <laughs> uh,
2: okay, so yeah.
1: Starting over, I have Arcanist by you. Uh, and my whole idea on this one was we need more music in Malifaux. The Crossroads 7 are great, but we, we need more music, especially early 1900s. There's there's too much fun stuff going on. Yee. We can play around with this more. And as far as horrible modeling situations go, we haven't had to put together a horn section yet.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Please tell me you at least have one French horn. <laughs> <coughs> uh
1: I am not imagining one, but stranger things have happened on on this one. So. No,
0: it, do- it doesn't make sense, but if we're making assembly jokes,
2: yeah, I'm yep. just I'm just already imagining like putting the valves in the tiny trombone. <laughs> they actually slide.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, you, you totally get the, and, and it's got to be a valve trombone too, just to screw oh, with people. Obviously, ew. Uh-huh. No. Go on,
2: fellow Trombone player. Gross. Yes. So, uh, backstory. Wait, what you guys
0: play the trombone me. too? Both of us Holy crap, no wonder we <laughs> get along so well. It takes yep. a special
3: kind of person to play the trombone. It takes a special
1: kind of asshole. <laughs> oh, man. We we should have suspected this whole time. We really should have. <laughs>
2: Uh, not enough position jokes, though. That's that's what That wasn't the giveaway. Mm. Well, that's the whole crew you got going for you. Well, so you can't make
0: your... position jokes if you're playing a fucking Val trombone.
2: <laughs> also true. Oh, God. Oh, God. Like, the trombone master has, like, seven attacks that are each
0: different. <laughs> <laughs> I would, please, Weird, if you take anything from this from this podcast, from this meager offering we have to the to the Malifaux community, please give us one model that has seven attack actions on their card. I don't care what they are. Just seven attack actions. <laughs> this
4: is... Yeah, that's
0: what I want. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nate.
4: Uh,
1: oh, my God. All right, so... Pulling oh, wow. in the first position after that. <laughs> <laughs> So I was looking up different uh, like blues and and jazz artists from the early nineteen hundreds and there was uh, one guy that really jumped out to me, uh, blind lemon Jefferson, which
2: is such a great
1: (laughs) blues name,
2: you know? that is blind and a gremlin name. Lemon
0: Jefferson. (laughs) How do you get blind blind lemons?
2: (laughs) Oh do? Now it's just got to be a Jepson instead of a Jefferson. We're done. We're done. We got it. Nope, nope. Hang on. Hang on. You'll like this. So,
1: Mr. Lemon, he's (laughs) come to Malifo as a band leader for a new act they have going at the Star. Okay. In the process of crumbling over through the breach, he went blind. Okay. So, in exchange, he now has magical music uh, that is fantastic. Problem is, since he's blind... It's horrendously difficult while he's in the city, where it's patrolled by the guild, for him to do anything useful, because he would need like a handler with amazing eyesight and awareness. Mm-hmm. to Be like, okay, you can go ahead and, and do your do your tricks now.
5: Kind of difficult. So they've the the arcanists have basically said, okay, go out in the uh, the bayou. They found out somehow. Insert story here that the gremlins really like the music he plays, which is kind of, you know, ragtimey, jazzish. So they built him a place, which has turned into basically a safe house for Arcanists traveling through or otherwise exploring the bayou. So the crew core box is Matchbox Blues, which is one of the, mm-hmm. the songs that the actual Lemon was known for. Uh, he is, of course, the master, but we're going to change
3: him. He's going to be blind swordfish Lemon, uh, he's going to be playing piano. He's on a 40-mil bass, because why not? Well, of course.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to put a
3: piano on there.
1: And exactly. And that's, a, and that's a challenge to hear. <laughs> you have famous, place 40-mil piano markers through zip. Now you yeah. get to build a, a piano marker that will fit on a 40-mil bass with person
2: playing it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, we have, you know, in-game scale, pianos are 40 millimeters,
0: so mm-hmm. that's only fair. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I always kind of thought that piano markers were kind of like a compressed piano because it fell out of a blimp, but... Nah, yeah. they're indestructible, it's fine. Okay. They're only
1: destructible once they hit the ground. Okay. Anyway, so, so Totem, we have... Uh, Another play off of a early 1900s vocalist, Bessie Smith. So I have instead uh, Bessie Valentine. She's our vocalist uh, and will playwise be moving Lemon around. Mostly I, I see that as her shtick. Because he's blind. Uh, yep. Exactly. And she can be very like the classic... I, I am the eye candy that lays on your piano while you play, oh, blind jazz musician mm-hmm. uh, person. Uh, your henchman is going to be Jet Goodman, as opposed to uh, Benny Goodman. Mm-hmm. This is actually your gremlin. He's a big gremlin. He's on drums. He learned from gluttony. It's fine.
0: Yay!
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. So he, he would be on the 50 mil bass, because you got to fit that
0: whole drum set on that. Oh, yeah. The entire kit. Uh, Roman. Roman, Roman, Roman.
2: Uh-huh. I mean, the Goodman thing's good, but we have a Bayou last name that fits a particular drummer and that's LeBlanc. That is accurate. That is accurate. We gotta, gotta do the cowboy mouth shout out
1: there. Um, so yeah, we're gonna change that. That is Jet quote-unquote Goodman LeBlanc. Because, again, you gotta have your, your jazz nicknames for no reason. Of course. Mm-hmm. And then your, your minions are the horn players, which are essentially your gremlins who have smash together some some horns so that they are somewhat functional and for uh, the purpose of all this they may or may not have giant shocks of tousled hair uh, probably of a red color and Mm -hmm. as a bonus we have an enforcer uh, who is an experiment from either Marcus or Brynn or both we're not really sure and he doesn't remember but he is a rather brilliant canine who plays harmonica and his name is Stein (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
5: so yeah, that's how
1: I, I crammed More jazz An organist and Bayou combination And some of my favorite music A la Cowboy Bebop Into one uh, crew
3: I was gonna ask if they were the seatbelts i <laughs>
1: can go with that But yeah, no, I, okay. I, I had fun uh, Playing with all the names to get every
3: character. Sorry, my alarm
2: off <laughs> mm-hmm. Just everything you've ever done wrong and evil in your life, I forgive it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will actually play Arcanists for this crew. Ooh. Weird, oh. weird. You gotta do this. You gotta it's,
1: do this.
3: You gotta it's do so it,
2: because
3: Nato play Arcanists. Weird, in fact, I, I will quit bothering you about a, uh, a nightmare or alt sculpt for the Crossroads
0: 7 where they are, the Blues Brothers, if you do this for us. Okay. Yeah, that's me. That sounds absolutely awesome. To tweak the, the fluff a little bit and just shove him down to um Edgeport for some reason because I get the vague sense that Edgeport is kind of an analogue to New Orleans. And that plays well yeah, with the works. Yeah, that plays yeah. well with the music musical theme there. And then you just you know, you got you got gremlins just coming by and enjoying enjoying the music. I don't know. Thank you for for doing jazz music because I demanded it. <laughs> well, I was, I was already had it done by the time you mentioned it. <laughs> Yay! Similar tastes. Eli, you still yes. there? Okay, I'm here. You got you got your third, your last one.
4: Yeah, my last one. It's the other uh, the other repeat. Uh, bayou Rezzers. Yeah, it's a good one, I think. So we've got this uh, we've got this gremlin he's out in the bayou, of course. He's looking around. He, uh, it's a, like a, sort of like a gremlin ferryman. Like, you know, he's, he's paddling people around. So he goes to sort of further reaches of the bayou than people would go. Um, just him and his little boat and his big old oar that he carries around with him. And so he, he finds this abandoned castle one day, uh, way in the, uh, far reaches, a castle that was once owned by Shezul and oh. kind of starts messing around with things in it. And, Gains, uh, sort of undead blood magic. Hmm. Ah. So we do now have, uh, Count Orlok, spelled O-A-R-L-O-C-H. That is a, that is a
0: reference to Nosferatu, mm. of course. And, uh, he can, he can make other gremlins, he can, he can feed off blood and make other gremlins do the same thing. Oh god, do we have gremlin vampires? What? Yay! Yay! Oh man, this is like the one thing. That people that were clamming for vampires probably didn't want this. So, therefore, it is the sense. best oh, idea.
5: It's,
2: perfect. it's the perfect weird move. Oh, you wanted vampires? <laughs> Gremlin vampires. <laughs> <Grimpire>. <laughs> so
5: vampires.
4: So, uh, as I said, Master Count
0: Orlock, his totem, uh, also a bloodsucker. That's the key word, bloodsucker, by the way. Yay. Uh, his totem
4: is the Chew Pig Cobra. Because it's a blood ice.
0: Yeah, I got it. It's just my brain stopped for a second.
4: <laughs> Does it have tusks? <laughs> I'm actually thinking it, it should have fangs and maybe a frill, so it could be the like pig cobra.
2: <sighs> oh, the fuck, Marcus? Um, we have a uh, henchman. I gotta give I gotta give props to Nate for this one. It's a uh, uh,
0: either a pig or like a pig person that drinks blood. Uh, by the name of Hogsferatu. Nice. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's, that's nice.
4: And uh, the minions. The minions will be known as ankle biters. They're little gremlins that go around in people's blood. <laughs> Out of
0: their ankles. Yes. Yes. They're very short gremlins.
4: I, oh, I, I always remember seeing the... uh, There's, like, a National Geographic thingy or whatever on vampire bats, and they always, like, went after, like, chickens and stuff, but they're always biting at the ankles to get the blood, because... They're little bitty bats. Got to so, stop like, around on the ground. Cool. Um, also, if there's a if there's another like box to go with it, the uh, enforcer would be sort of a giant leech.
0: <gasps> it's not sort of a giant leech. They have a stab block for that, in through the breach. Oh. <laughs> cool. I'm I'm oh, waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting for like the the Edward colon analog that gains glowy tokens. <laughs> uh... Well, now you can add. It. You can put it in the leech box. He fits in there. The
2: whiz bang cro- uh Bloodsucker
0: Crossbow. Oh, oof! <laughs> sorry, sorry to derail it. No, I'm not sorry. no you're never oh, sorry. No, that's a, that was a wonderful
4: addition. It was. I mean, that's what we needed. Edward That's a good reference. reference.
0: You
2: wanted vampires. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's just weird being really salty about people wanting vampires.
2: Yep. Yeah. Just always adding the worst vampires <laughs> It's like We gave you a penangolin, Like what else do you want
3: We weren't actual vampires, I would here's, vampires. We're, here's, here's fucking
0: Edward, Edward Cullen <laughs> Yeah we're giving you Edward Cullen And gremlin vampire. Yeah Get I would it. Like, like I would love A gremlin's concept of like A sexy centerfold model gremlin With a six pack and shit <laughs> um, Yes be hilarious. Oh, and he's in whitey head. he's in whitey tidies. Mm. Cause that's you know, underwear's sexy, right?
2: But does he then show you the money? If it's a gremlin, it's probably more like brownie wannies. <laughs>
0: oh because the body was dirty, right? That's the only reason. Yeah.
2: yeah. Mud bottom, if you will. God. <laughs> yep.
0: Oh. Okay, I'm gonna kill the mid.
2: Oh, anyway. Oh. Ugh. Anything else? So, uh, another thing I wanted to
4: add because I thought it was important. Uh, I felt like the the night terrors are not really too well loved in their forgotten keyword and they're giant bats. So, I wanted to make sure they worked in this keyword. Uh, so, the one of the main like the keyword ability is uh, I'm I'm not sure. Like maybe some like child of night something. I don't the title isn't what's important. What is important is whenever the model is in concealing terrain, uh, it'll get a specific um, suit for all of its opposed duels. And so the uh,
0: the Night Terrors having that little three inch bubble of ter- uh, concealing for everybody uh, could be a portable way of getting everyone the suits that they need. Okay, cool. Um, one, first off, it's not going to be Child of Night. It is going to be I Am the Knight. Um, yeah! You're right. Right. Too, too sadly, just the way that particular... I'm going to get Nick pecky just to be an asshole. The concealment produced by Night Terrors isn't concealing terrain. So you'd oh, have so to I, didn't,
4: it. I didn't mean concealing terrain. I meant having concealing. Okay.
0: was speaking. done being a dick. For now. For like five seconds. Right.
4: Would, would those
1: be the I am the night, or would they be uh, the night might, since that might's a thing? Ugh.
0: Yeah, Ugh. That, that might's a thing. Um, I think that's too deep of a reference for people to get... Nah, the only reason I know about bad might bad was bad. because of hero clicks. <laughs> <But> <laughs> okay. Done, Eli? Yeah, that's about it. Okay. I'm gonna go with kind of my sad one. Sadder one. Sad, sad one. Sad one. Uh, my last one as Rezzers Explorers. So I got three Explorers crews. Cool. So, um... This is kind of playing off of one of the suggestions I made way back when we speculated masters for the Explorers faction, but uh, these are going to be the Redemptionists, and the master is a man by the name of uh, Louis Hilleman, which is not really a portmanteau. It's a portmanteau. No. What's what's the term? Water. Two words in Yeah, it's a portmanteau. Oh, it's a portmanteau. Um, it's... A a vague portmanteau to Louis Pasteur and um, I forgot his first name, Hilleman, who um, both have ties to vaccines. So I'd kind of gotten the idea from this because remembering that vaccines were like dead viruses, or at least some of them are. So playing off of that idea, I was like, oh, what if there's a dude out there that like doesn't really have any reservations about what he does to find cures for diseases? So, this is how we come up with with Louis here. Louis. Let's go with Louis. He's Louis. So, I think something tragic happened in his backstory. Maybe he accidentally released a plague and killed a bunch of people. Whatever. That old tale of why you go to Malifaux. Something like that. And so, as his sort of form of redemption, he decides he's going to try to cure as many diseases as he can, doing whatever he has to. And so, he notices that, like, the local people... uh, What's what's the life doctrine, and the other one? No one's remembering this. The two magical colleges that are focused with enchantment and healing. That's Anyways, that. the local people using magic to heal people are kind of like not doing certain aspects of magic because they're dirty or illegal. So he's like, you know what? I'm gonna do whatever I have to. So he gets into resurrectionism and that branch of magic, and he starts making some actual progress, but of course no one's going to want to get a cure from a madman that's using uh, dirty necromancy to, quote-unquote, save people. So he's having a hard time of, like, proving what he's doing, and as well as uh, not necessarily caring too much about who he hurts to find these uh, cures, or um, you know, what failed attempts might do to his uh, willing subjects, so there's, you know, that kind of, like, I would kind of call him an antihero. Like, his goals are good. He's just maybe a bit ruthless about them. So his his totem is uh, Mary Mallon, who is another lady from history who kind of uh, fucked up a lot of people with disease. Most people know her as a Typhoid Mary. And she'll, yeah, she'll have the same exact backstory. It's like, oh, whoops, accidentally uh, hurt a lot of people.
3: Accidentally uh, typhoid. My bad. Whoops.
0: Yes. But except, I feel bad about this, so I'm going to try to make it right. Except. Except. Except she didn't. Yeah, well, whoops. Let's see.
3: Um, yeah, no, doctors told her she had typhoid and to stop working in kitchens, and she straight up didn't.
0: I can kind of see... The the uh, reasoning behind that, because she was one of those people that didn't have any of the symptoms of typhoid, which was like probably not a thing people realized could happen.
3: Well, but no, doctors figured it out.
0: Yeah, but they also lied to us about vaccines. And my doctor said that the earth was round, so we know we can't trust him. He also doesn't does like my crystals or my but essential like- oils. But like, You're stepping on my joke I was going to make later, which was
2: if we get this crew, then Hamlin gets a model called the anti vaxxer.
0: <laughs> no, he gets a model called Karen.
3: <laughs> but like.
2: That powerful enforcer.
3: She legit didn't listen to any of the doctors that told her stop working in kitchens and if you absolutely have to work in a kitchen, wash your goddamn hands.
0: She's like, she washes her hands, but then she just sneezes into the soup. <laughs> Okay, moving on.
2: Sneezes into the soup is my new album title.
0: Sneezing <laughs> into the soup is my new album title. It's a new album for Panic at the Disco. Ah, sorry, I couldn't. I couldn't say that that very loud. My bad. Oh well, someone will probably hear it. Anyways, uh, now let's get into like the fun things. And this is a model that's in through the breach that I think is absolutely fucking awesome. But they haven't released as a model, and that is the Plague Picker. Now, it's technically a guild construct, but I'm sure old uh, Lewis here probably just found one that was broken down or commandeered one uh, for his own devices. And what a Plague Picker does is it's a giant ass robot that kind of looks like Bowser, and it just finds corpses and then just stabs it onto its back. And when it gets full, it walks over to that giant pit they have out in the... uh, Quarantine Zone just dumps all its buys. The problem is, it's not very good at discerning who's dead and who's alive. So, shenanigans. (laughs) (laughs) But I would like a a model that might be even, like, bigger and scarier than a Peacekeeper, possibly. But that would be a fun model to have. And then for Minions, I had a couple ideas. I was originally thinking, like, Plague Doctor dudes, but we kind of have the Carrion effigy, so... I decided that these would be sort of the guys that go out and maybe distribute these experimental cures or uh, find willing experiments uh, to bring over to um, old Lewis here. And maybe, you know, they're good at medicine themselves, but they're also not the best. So I'm going to go with the Sawbones as the minions, which is an old-timey term for a doctor, but it's, it's a derogatory term. I think it was... Coined back in, like, the Civil War when, uh, you know, they were just hacking off limbs left and right. So, yeah, these guys are the Sobhams. And as far as, like, play style goes, I want to... I think they should be, like, the crew that is nearly impossible to kill. But they're not really good at anything else. Like, lots of healing, lots of armor or pseudo-armor, and possibly, like, lots of hard to kill and maybe even bring stuff back. But, like, they're slow, they don't do much damage, and there's not a lot of, a lot of trickery to them. So they're just, like, the biggest attrition crew. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the Redemptionist. All right, Victoria. So, uh, my last
3: thing are guild outcasts. And, um, sorry.
0: <laughs> I need to... Sorry, I looked at I the names. To... I was like, oh, I suggested some of these.
3: <laughs> yeah, you did. So the kind of vaguish sort of idea that started this was a group that the guild hired to do bad things and make it look like it was the arcanists or whoever bad guy jour du- 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 is so doing research into union busters brought up some fun stuff so my master is a guy called Marty Levitt he was a he was a guy that was a union buster for many many years Basically, they got paid by companies to make things, to break up union strikes and make it look like unions had done illegal activities. In 1980, the author of Confessions of a Union Buster, Martin J. Levitt, reported that he conducted a counter-organizing drive at a nursing home in Sebring, Ohio. He assigned Confederates to scratch up cars, then blamed it on the union. Similar activities... Have not been reported by others, yet Levitt said that creating and exploiting a prolonged climate of fear was key for him, destroying the Union's credibility. Um, My henchman slash enforcer is Kitty Warren. It's based off of the first female detective that worked with the Pinkertons. If you don't know what the Pinkertons are, look it up.
0: Who also had a hand in union busting. You may or may not have done this as a optional crew earlier. I don't remember what episode that was. I
3: I don't know either. And my minions are just goons, but um, much like the steam arachnids, they can combine and create the goon squad.
0: (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Wonderful. I love
2: it.
0: Goon squad. It's just, it's just three just, goons stacked just, on top of each other, on each other's shoulders.
3: Or, or, alternatively, sculpt them so that they're in the Ginyu squad poses. Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
4: <laughs> I love it. Goon
3: squad! Goon uh, squad! And then my totem is a thing called the Pain Wagon. It is literally just a wagon full of weaponry, mostly used for busting kneecaps. Beautiful. So, like, baseball bats and tire irons, which don't exist at this
0: point in time yet. Brass knuckles and other assorted like a wagon tongue. Beating people up stuff. Yeah, maybe like one of them one of those things you hit laundry with to dry it. Croquet mallet. <laughs> a grumbling leg. A grumbling leg. Yeah, you gotta you got swing like the hip part, but like those toenails? God.
2: <laughs> oh, the, the perfect
0: weapon. Gross. Disgusting. <laughs> So, why is he outcast? Uh,
3: because he'll pretty much work for whoever pays him.
0: Which is it's, mostly the guild. Which is mostly
3: the guild, but you know.
0: Yeah, uh, do whatever. Yeah, pretty much. Gets hired, he by can't the, be. gets hired by the guild to make the union look bad, and gets, gets hired by, by the union to make, to make the guild, guild look, bad. look bad. He doesn't give a shit, he just wants money. On the same day, and the promise tomorrow.
2: The <laughs> Squad's got your back.
0: But, uh,. <laughs> How many goon squads can you have on the field at once? How many goon squads? That's, that is the answer. I, Two. I, I well, it, have,
2: well, well, it, no, it's it's like the uh, the Corfe, So you've got your three goons that combine into an enforcer goon squad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but they can also break up back into regular goons.
2: Yeah, yeah, they gotta disperse sometimes. Yeah, or like do okay. Then,
3: uh, hey gang,
1: do we then also have a, a boot squad, which is just you know Andre the Giant?
3: <laughs> hey gang, let's split up. And so close.
0: <laughs> no, you know, no, 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 no. Okay, goons. Oh, man. Goons are going to be minion nine. Oh, Lord. Oh. And three of them can combine into a goon squad, but the three goon squads can combine into a goon cadre, or, a goon, or possibly a goon golem, whatever weird, wants, however weird wants to take this. Goon golem. Goon golem. Oh, the magnetization options are endless. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't a goon golem just be a flesh golem? Be kind of like a simulacrum, but it's full of a bunch of dudes that say "hey" a lot. <laughs>
2: hey. <laughs>
3: There's, There's eighteen lot baseball bats. <laughs>
5: 18 bats
3: and a goon golem.
5: <sighs> and a oh God.
2: So the, the crew box comes with three, and then there's a side box that comes with six, called the Church of the Fonz. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that's where you get your full your full goon golem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but like, okay, now but now you need like an enforcer that's just Art Fonzarelli. Obviously, <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, he comes with uh, the Church
0: of the Fonts box. He comes with a motorcycle helmet, but no motorcycle. Of course, yeah. He wasn't allowed to ride That's... that. No, no, no. He needed the helmet because that was the only way they allowed him to wear the leather jacket. Yes. If they implied was, that he wasn't, they on a, implied
3: he that he rode was, a motorcycle. Yeah, because otherwise, it was too um, threatening. Threatening. Delinquenty, and Lord knows you can't show a delinquent on television. <laughs>
0: Dude, does he, does he also get delinquents in the keyword? Please
2: least me the yes. keyword. just goon. Yes. Yeah.
3: The keyword is goon, but he can also take delinquents because they'll be double keyword with delinquent and goon. Uh, the,
2: the keyword is delinquents and crueligans. Yeah, get that keyword.
0: Oh, he gets crulligans Ooh. Or just, how about just orphans? Orphans are pretty nasty in this universe, anyways. Right? The orphan stats it's are just, nothing just angry to sneeze orphans. at. Candy becomes a the delinquent. One, one, <laughs> they just got one attack and it's called Go for the Nards. <laughs>
2: Kicking the shins.
0: Wolfman's got narts! Ah, what the hell is that? How do I know that? I'm gonna Google this real quick. wolfman <laughs> got narts. I already looked this up at some point!
2: We're <laughs> the leader of the squad. So listen up. You said Dragon knows
3: we're here. So let's just try to find the amulet.
5: Get the hell out of here. Ah! Take him in the car! Take him in the car! He's just in the car! Go it! go away! Wolfman Scott, the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, the <yes>, internet.
3: <laughs> so that's what that was from? It's from the movie Monster Squad. Monster Squad, okay.
2: Am I, am, I, am I keeping this in or am I cutting this out? I don't know. I don't know,
3: man. You do you. Oh, I'll,
2: I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. The-
0: <laughs> Probably depends on how much you've had to drink. Uh, it's almost as good as the turds. Turds!
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I need another drink. Okay, so we've got one left. An old uh, neighbor, oh neighbor. God.
2: Uh, I'm, I am honestly so glad we're ending on this. I'm, I'm pretty proud of this one. Rogers. Yes, please. So, yeah. Oh, so, God. I know we've got, we've got Gil you left. This is our. Oh supplement.
0: no!
3: Oh God, no! Oh no! What did do, you do, Nate? Yeah.
2: This is our, this is our finale. And you know what the guild is missing? We need. <sighs> a private investigator. Okay. I was uh, gonna say, some respect. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we—they've been missing that for a long time.
0: Fewer Nazis.
2: So, so throwing a throwing a, bi- a gremlin into the mix isn't gonna change.
0: Nellie with her face punched.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, she's investigative journalism. This is a private dick.
0: Air, air quotes <laughs> investigative. Anyways, yes. I'll say so I'll take the dick we, any day. I don't have, even care what he does. Let's we me that dick. <laughs> Hubert
2: Bodine, private dick. Story of Hubert? The, the keyword is uh, is Boggle. Oh, God. Or no, not Boggle. Bogart, sorry. Okay. Because not only is it a uh, type of gremlin, but also the uh, the legendary Humphrey Bogart In gremlins, is, yeah. our, is our inspiration here. So, we have Hubert Bodine, gremlin, private investigator, renowned for his... I mean, most of the gremlins... Just thought he was fairly nosy, but the guild found his skills useful, so he was hired on, uh, deputized, as it were.
0: What'd you call my high quality dick? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously. <laughs> like I have to make these jokes because I've been drinking. Um, yeah, I'll right. stop. I'll and, stop. Keep and going. also,
3: also dicks. I mean,
2: I've I've provided a private dick. Like let's let's all relish in this fact. Uh, so his totem is the femphatal. Who is a rather attractive human woman? Who this this gremlin has taken a shining to?
0: Does she reciprocate?
2: Not at all. But okay. she has been uh, hired slash forced to work with her by the guild. She's kind of his keeper, handler, handler. There we go. Good word for it. His henchman is a uh, is a gator. <laughs> uh, who's also who's also a detective. Uh, he's the investigator. Excellent.
0: no no <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we made it happen folks the investigator is here
0: so so when this when when this scooby-doo gang finally unmasks their villain is he like instead of tied up he's just half inside the investigator every time
2: yeah yeah they, 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 he's already swallowing like their legs and they pull off a mask <laughs> yeah. Old man Leviticus is really disappointed because he has to build a new leg.
3: Just one?
0: Ah, there's the creepy phantom stalking the schoolyard again. I wonder who it is this time. Oh, it's Leviticus. What a surprise. Who'd have thought?
2: (laughs) And our minion. This is coming off my disappointment that we changed uh, the uh, two gremlins in a trench coat upgrade. From the beta to two gremlins in a ghillie suit. So this is actually going to be two gremlins in a, in a trench coat. There's going to be uh, these like, are the
0: rare three. I mean, minion three.
2: Yeah, these are going to be minion three. They are going to be the beat
0: cops. <gasps> yeah. And
2: they're all they're all going to have the demise. I'm done with this ability. So they are in fact two gremlins in a trench coat. And then you kill one, and another one drops out.
0: Wait, hold on. So if they're they're gilled by you, can you put two gremlins in a ghillie suit on them and they turn into three? I mean, if
2: if you're playing them in, in bayou yes.
0: that's because awesome. That
2: ability, oh. that ability doesn't stack. up them, they'd be size three, which would be hilarious. Huh. Um, but my thought is is that they are bayou minions, but they have the guard keyword, so Dashel can summon them.
0: <gasps> ooh, ooh. Why would Dashel do that? <laughs>
2: I mean, sometimes I mean, you just need, you know, little detectives on on the case. So
0: like, he blows the whistle for the guard for the guard patrol to show up, and these things arrive anyway. like, ah, f- fine, fine.
2: You're out of you're out of guard patrol, and the beat cops show up.
0: I'm assuming beat isn't like hit this. with the truncheon, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, they uh they have um hillbilly clubs. Ha! Ah. <laughs> I get it. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Eli, for that one. You're welcome.
0: Oh, good job. I have to say good job.
2: What do you think in the uh, play style wise? Um, so they're kind of a, I'd say like a denial kind of kind of game, almost zip-like, but in Guild. Okay. So, I mean, they're investigators, right? So they, they hit scheme markers pretty hard. You probably have a decent beater or two. The investigator's going to be a just true nightmare on the enemy crew.
0: Are they allowed to bring regular Guild investigators, or are they not allowed? Yeah, I think that'd probably be a good a good dual dual keyword for them. They'd get Elite and Bogart or Bogart. However you want to pronounce it. Whatever.
2: Both are correct somehow. So where where does the uh, heckin bamboozle show up on their cards? <clears throat> I mean the investigator obviously bamboozles many people.
3: <laughs> Clearly. With his,
2: with, <laughs> his clever disc- bam-boozle? with his clever disguise of wearing a vest and being a gator. <laughs>
0: So this is, uh, so he's a very intelligent gator, right? I want, I want one of these, I want one of these big reveals to be like, the investigator stands up and unzips his gator suit, and he's someone, well, we'll say the femme fatale or someone, uh, underneath and we're like, oh man, no, did not believe that that would be an investigator. But then she unzips her human suit, and it's the real investigator underneath that—a <laughs> double. Band-a-zel.
2: Well, I mean, so for you. So, like, you have you have the first mate, and you have the investigator. They obviously have like a poker night thing going on, clearly. Uh, but I mean, you have like the the speed buggy and the Scooby Doo kind of relationship, where you have these these kind of like nigh animal sidekicks that are more intelligent than they should be.
4: Is the investigator swapping keywords so they can be hired together? Mm, yeah, clearly.
2: Does uh, I mean, he,
3: he is a gator. Does the investigator have some sort of horrible uh, speech impediment?
2: I, he has a horrible lisp. of
1: <gasps> being a gator. I know you. You need an enforcer uh, who is a step up from the investigators. Who is an inspector? And he needs to look like Inspector Renault from Casablanca.
2: And one of his either abilities or actions needs to be, I'm shocked, shocked! Yeah, and so see, what it is is he's dual keyword with Hoffman. So he's part construct, a, uh, an Inspector um, gadget, if you will. Oh, you not, no, no.
0: I have a, a worse idea? A worse idea. <laughs> is um. It- I think he should be—I uh, don't know—Inspector Clouseau, perhaps from. Uh, i a mean, I mean, Pink Panther fame? How many inspectors can we fit into this one character? Uh, no, one I million think million we should. They should all be their own character. You should have like Just twenty, a billion inspectors, hen, uh, henchmen <laughs> and enforcers.
2: I think I think Gadget and Renault work well together, especially if we're doing the shocked ability. He can have like a lightning cannon, and then we can do a, We can do a Clouseau character as well. Yes because I am a huge Pink Panther fan, and I will absolutely include this in my crew idea that we're just definitely going to buy all of money. <laughs> for well, many
0: dollars. They'll pay, they'll pay you in Moonshine, and you'll enjoy it. And acceptable. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's that's all of them, folks. Uh, you guys got any other, like, ideas that you've tossed around and decide not to go with before we uh, we call it quits? I okay. I think we've damaged this game enough. <laughs> Never. We've made it better in we our only, own special way.
3: We only improve, Malifaux. Um, Excuse you.
0: Cue all the dick jokes from like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, That didn't take nearly as long as I thought it would. So, yeah. Professionals. Thank you guys for coming on. And we handled it pretty well for five people. It, it wasn't quite too noisy. Uh, thank you, Roman, for your ideas. Thanks as always for having me on. Thank you, Eli, as well. Thank you. Thank you, Victoria. Yeah. And thanks, Nate. I don't know why I've decided to pick on you as is, is part of my character for the show, but you seem to be okay with it, so. I'm the,
2: Bay- I'm the
0: Bayou player. You're the Bayou player.
2: I know. I know where I fit.
0: And since we don't have a Shenlong player, you've got to be the butt. <laughs> We, we do need a dedicated Ten Thunders player to make me look better. Or we could just put Shenzong we... in the bayou. How about that? Ew! No! God. Gross. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you guys for coming on. Thank you, listener, as always, for listening to us. And uh, as I always like to say, uh, fun is always clean. King, have a good New Year.
5: Yay. Happy New Year, everybody! Happy New
0: Year! Bye! Uh, songs used in this production are villainous treachery and five card shuffle all music is created by kevin mcleod and is licensed under creative commons